Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Welcome back, Patriots. You got Doc Holliday's Tea Party here. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. You're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And we're going to talk about New Hampshire and we're into the South Carolina primary this week. And it's uh, being an exciting week. I will be heading to South Carolina in, on Thursday of this week. And the Saturday is the vote. And coming up shortly, very soon, we'll have Karen Martin from the Spartanburg Tea Party right there in South Carolina. We spoke with her last fall. We're going to get an update on what's happening on the ground in South Carolina. So hang on in just a few minutes. We'll have that first. And this week, we're going to get to Karen first. uh, And then after Karen, we will get to the Tombstone of the Week Award. And it goes to the head of the Democratic National uh, Committee. Uh, The head is a... Wasserman Schultz, Representative Wasserman Schultz, and you won't believe what she said about us, the Tea Party, okay? So uh, listen to this week's Tombstone of the Week Award. We will talk some about the New Hampshire uh, primary and how the people, the candidates came in. And then we're going to end up with the Rock of Liberty speech. Very important show. This is in the midst of the battle to see who's going to get in the White House, who's going to carry the Republican conservative banner to, uh, toward the White House. And if you want to have an influence in what is happening in America and who's going to be in the White House, this week you must listen to the whole show and you can tell me what you want. You can write to me. You can send me email. But I'm telling you some things. I'm sticking my neck out. And I'm going to tell you what Doc Holliday thinks. So listen to this show, and we will be glad to uh, move on with it right now. Hang on to your hats. Here we are. We are going into a, a new week, and South Carolina is coming up. My question to you, is Rick Santorum the Tea Party's last stand? Now, why would I say that? Well, I tell you what, it does get depressing to think now. All the work we've done, and this is the best we can do. We're going to have Mitt Romney. Is there anybody that can beat Mitt? Well, it's getting down to the nitty-gritty right here. And I'm not sure. I, I know this. <laughs> I know this. I'll tell you this much. My mother-in-law, her uh, parents' property where she grew up, is right where the Tallahatchie River starts, yeah, right in North Mississippi, the Tallahatchie River. And you think, where have you heard that word Tallahatchie? Well, uh, let me listen to this song, see if you remember where you heard that word. There's five more acres in the lower 40 I got to fly. Mama said it was a shame about Billy Joe anyhow. Seems like nothing ever comes to no good up on Choctaw Ridge. Well, I, I'm not want to jump off of the Tallahatchie Bridge, but I tell you, it does get frustrating to think we are here. We are uh, in the presidential race for the 
presidency of the United States and where are the conservatives? Where's the Tea Party? What kind of influence are we going to have on who's going to be in the White House? Yes, the main thing is the main thing that we want to keep Barack Obama from getting four more years. But you got to be uh, fired up and have some enthusiasm about a candidate. And now everybody's been shot down. Uh, Rick Santorum didn't win high in New Hampshire. And what's he going to do in South Carolina? Is Rick uh, Santorum the Tea Party's last uh, hurrah? Is it the last person that we can have that can possibly beat Mitt Romney? Uh, those are the questions I'm asking you. And I'm going to South Carolina to get the answer. This week, I'll be there. And next week, be sure to listen because we'll be putting a show on what happened in South Carolina. And uh, we're going to be there on the ground for the debate on Thursday night with the Tea Party Patriots and the CNN and the Southern leadership, Republican Leadership Conference. We're going to be there at that debate on Thursday night. Then Doc Holliday be there with the Tea Party groups. And we'll be staying to watch the votes come in on Saturday night. And I'm going to find out on the ground what's going on with the pulse of the Tea Party. I hope we all don't have to go jump off the Tallahatchie Bridge. So I'm excited about what the Tea Party has done. But I am concerned that if Mitt Romney goes ahead and sews this thing up, then are you going to be enthused? No matter what, I'm going to keep the main thing the main thing. But there's a lot of you out there that I've talked to that don't seem real enthusiastic about Mitt Romney. And I'm telling you, if you ever, ever wanted to have a say in this presidential election, it's do or die. It's getting down to the nitty gritty. You can get behind whoever you want. But I'm telling you, I don't see anybody but Rick Santorum that has a potential to stop Mitt Romney. And if the Tea Party can get behind him, he can shoot up the polls. But if he doesn't, any help from you and me and others, then uh, welcome Mitt Romney to the Republican nomination. And the Tea Party will have, uh, will have the Senate to look forward to, I guess. I'm telling you this. What I do know is it's very important not to give up. Like Ch Churchill said, never, never give up. And I hadn't seen a fat lady singing. Uh, we'll see what South Carolina does, Florida, and then Super Tuesday. And if uh, Rick Santorum can't catch on fire, I don't think Newt, if all the ads he can do, I don't think he'll be able to get back up to the top. Once you lose that momentum, I'm sorry, you can put on a full court press, but I don't see him or Rick Perry getting back to the top. Ron Paul, if you ever thought he could actually be president, even at his old age, think about the Straits of Hormuz, where Iran is... Uh, threatening to cut off the world's oil supply coming through there. Now, what would Ron Paul do? He'll have all, he'll have everything pulled home. He said he'd bring everything home. They'll have no influence. And Chavez down in Venezuela. Why did Armadilla John from Iran party down in Latin America with Chavez? You know, if America pulls its troops out from around the world, you think these guys are going to sit back and, and be threatened? They are going to be like little Hitlers ready to take over whatever they can get their hands a hold of. And they'll love to threaten the big countries and love to the needle, just needle us like we were a voodoo doll. 
And that's what would happen if Ron Paul brought in all the uh, troops and all, the, uh, all our overseas operations. Ron Paul fans get him to change his position or you know, he's unelectable. Ron Paul's not going to make it. <laughs> what about John Huntsman? Hey, I've met John Huntsman. He's a sharp guy, but I don't see him being a Tea Party favorite. So it, to me, it comes down to Rick Santorum because Rick Perry is the same thing like we've talked about before. He has not, he has not uh, been able to light the fire again. He came in riding high. He came in like a cowboy on his horse, waving his hat. And as soon as he talked, he fell off the horse. <laughs> he fell off the horse, and he's been trying to run down that horse and get back up on it. It's not happening, folks. It's not going to happen. And all he's doing is getting... Mitt Romney closer to the nomination. That's the way Doc Holliday sees it. That's uh, a lot different from what I've talked to you in the past, but I'm just telling you, we're down in the nitty-gritty right here in South Carolina. We should have a long primary season. Uh, people running out of money. It's not going to happen unless somebody catches on fire. So uh, saying that, we've got to see what's really happening in South Carolina. We're going to go right now so you can hear all across the country, what's going on in South Carolina. We're going to go to the Spartanburg Tea Party organizer, Karen Martin, see what Karen has to say. Well, last fall, I guess it's two or three months ago, and with Sharon, and when you told us about what was going on then, Herman Cain was uh, picking up in the polls and really built up steam, and a lot has happened <laughs> since then. Cain's out of the race, and uh, Iowa and New Hampshire have happened, and right now we are... Uh, waiting on South Carolina to vote this week. So, Karen, uh, welcome to Doc Holliday's Tea Party, and tell us uh, what's going on on the ground there in South Carolina. Thanks a lot, Doc. I'm really happy to be back with you, and I really appreciate the service you give to the Tea Party to let us have these conversations. Um, well, you know, down here in South Carolina, the Tea Party w was well aware of our role, and we really talked a lot about coalescing behind one candidate and we just could not make that happen. I, I just think the Tea Party movement is too young emotionally to be that pragmatic. However, a lot of people found a candidate they liked, worked hard for that candidate. As you mentioned, uh, Mr. Kane is out. We had a lot of support from Mr. Kane down here. Um, Bachman is out. She had her supporters. So we're, we're down to a few, and I can say that across the board, amongst everyone I know, we really do not like Mitt Romney down here, and despite the fact that he's leading in the polls, we're hoping that South Carolina can at least put a dent in his campaign. Well, Karen, uh, I'm glad you explained that to us, and, and what I was wondering, uh, what is the rural areas of South Carolina? I saw, where you, of course, your governor, uh, Governor uh, Haley, uh, Nikki Haley, she has come out several weeks ago for uh, Romney, and that's really surprised a lot of people in the Tea Party movement who... Uh, had backed her and, and really thought she was a strong conservative. And then she uh, came out for Romney. What, what have you heard about that in the South Carolina? Is that going to carry a lot of weight in South Carolina? Uh, well, like you said, that was surprising to many of us. We, you know, we talked a lot that day that that endorsement came down, and we were baffled, and, and really we were angry. We just did not think that that accurately portrayed the grassroots conservative mindset and, and values that our governor ran on. Now, she's done a good job as governor. She's made some great decisions and some things have happened. But that decision does not set well with the Tea Party. I think that uh, South Carolina has a varying pockets of more conservative and less conservative. 
And I think that Governor Haley and, and uh, Governor Romney might do well down in the low country part of South Carolina. But up here in the upstate, we I don't think that endorsement is really going to carry much up here. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, now, South Carolina is an open primary. Can anybody go vote in a Republican primary, or do you have to be a registered Republican in South Carolina? No, sadly, it is an open primary. And despite the fact that in Columbia we've had a Republican governor, a Republican House, and a Republican Senate for quite a while, we have not been able to fix that. And that's why we on the to send good representation to Columbia and have that done legislatively. We tried to do it through the courts, and, of course, one of the Obama appointees turned us back. Um, so that will impact the vote. This is one thing, I think, the Tea Party people and the nation as a whole. You know, New Hampshire, where Ron Paul came in second place, did very well there, and and he uh, gets a lot of support from the independents who... And that's the one thing. This is the Republican primary, and we've been influenced by independents coming in. And uh, the Republicans have got to decide, you know, who they want. And what you mentioned is the Tea Party. And as a young group of uh, people picking their candidates, do you see? Now, this is what, and I heard Mark Levin on his uh, radio show, and a lot of uh, very conservative people listen to Mark. But he said if he had to vote now, it'd be for Rick Santorum or Michelle Bachman. Michelle Bachman's out of race, of course. So do you see any last-ditch efforts there in South Carolina to say Santorum's the only guy that has a chance to the Tea Party rally behind Santorum and send a message out to the rest of the country that this race isn't over? Do you see any kind of coalescing around Santorum? Well, Rick Santorum does have strong support here in South Carolina. He has a lot of time in our state. And I think that many of the supporters for uh, Mr. Kane and Ms. Bachman have gone to Santorum. Some also have gone to Newt Gingrich. I don't see a huge move uh, towards Governor Perry. Um, so if there is a candidate right now, according to the polls, that looks like it can knock Mitt Romney off, it could be Rick Santorum. But there's, you know, there's still time left between now and Saturday, and a lot of people still can change their minds. A lot of people very undecided down here. That's an important point you brought out. There's a lot of people undecided, and that will uh, that could play big on Saturday when everybody goes to the polls. Uh, I know I I'm going to be there for the uh, CNN Tea Party Patriots debate in Charleston uh, Thursday night. When people are listening to this it, during the whole week, we don't know when you're going to listen, but I do want to say that uh, South Carolina looks to be the probably the most important state of this whole Republican primary in helping to see sort things out. So it's very important for everybody in South Carolina that's listening to get to the polls and vote. It sure is. Um, you know, people talk about, you know, will there more people go to the polls because of the Tea Party movement? And if, if there was one candidate who was a clear champion, a clear conservative, who has come out the gate, who was a warrior, I think that there would have been a rise in the people going to the polls. Sadly, I don't think that's the case, but we are going to encourage, you know, in our conversations down here, a huge get out the vote for Saturday. Well, I think it's very important that the Tea Party's come this far. And uh, I know in our show a couple of weeks ago, I said, you know, is this all we got to offer after working hard in the Tea Party? And we get get down, uh, we look at the list of people running for president, and you think, can, can we not get someone else? 
But we can't. And, you know, it's too late in the game, and, and we sure don't need a third party. Uh, I, on my show, what I try to do here on Doc Holliday's Tea Party is keep the main thing, the main thing, and that's to make sure Barack Obama does not get reelected. That's the worst thing that could happen to this country. And so saying that, I don't like Mitt Romney, but if I need to, I'll get behind him. I hope the Tea Party movement will. But I do say that the race is not over, and South Carolina can very well be a turning point for Gingrich or Santorum or Perry. I, like I said, I don't see Perry getting a lot of support, and what he's, he's probably helping Romney more than anything right at this point. But saying that, uh, you know the Tea Party groups there in South Carolina. Do you see a lot of enthusiasm about the Republican primary, or are people just saying, well, this is all we have to offer? Uh, there is still some enthusiasm, and I know that it's been said that, you know, the Tea Party could be broken, could be going away because of the presidential nominees, but really have to understand the Tea Party has been around for three years, grassroots, no training, no money, and we are up against a GOP political machine that has decades in this fight. If you look back at 2009 and you see what the chances were for a Republican to take back the White House this election cycle, they were dismal. So just right. the fact that we are having these conversations, that we've moved the you know, Congress to the right up in D.C., and that we're poised to put some more strong conservatives in there in November 2012, if we can do that and take the White House, I don't see how anyone can say that the Tea Party has not had the impact. It's just going to take us one more presidential cycle to get a conservative in office, but we're still young and we're still growing and we're still a power. Well, Karen, in just a minute, I want to ask you uh, how do you see growth in the Tea Party? But first, let me remind all our listeners you're listening to Doc Holiday's Tea Party, and I'm your host, Ed Holiday, and we're talking to Karen Martin from the Spartanburg Tea Party there in South Carolina. All the eyes of the nation are on South Carolina this week. Uh, Karen, do you, you just mentioned that you see the Tea Party grow, and how do you see growth in the Tea Party? Do you see it there in South Carolina? We do. Uh, we have people asking to be added to our email list constantly, um, and other tea putters are expressing the same thing. It's not hundreds like it was a couple of years ago, but one by one, people are joining. People are, are still hearing. Um, we are vetting candidates at local and state-level offices. I had five new people at our tea party meeting just last night. So we, we really are moving. We're growing incrementally, but we're growing with a lot of thoughtful and knowledgeable voters, and that's what we need at this point. What I've mentioned before on our uh, radio show, and, and I see it happening in different pockets, and I'm going to ask you if you see it in South Carolina. To me, one of the things that could uh, cut Romney off if it's the Tea Party got behind one candidate, which at this point we don't see that happening, but once... The Tea Party would say, okay, it's Mitt Romney or Santorum or some other candidate. All of a sudden, there is a network that's been developed between Tea Parties that uh, if, it, if it did get behind one candidate, I think we could see somebody like Santorum rise very quickly and powerfully where he doesn't have enough room for a ground game in each state. The Tea Party, if they got behind one candidate against Mitt Romney, I, I could see some lightning action, I feel, that could happen. Do you, do you have that same sense that that could happen? I don't. Theoretically, that is possible. But there are so many people, and this is such an emotional primary, and people are so angry and picked early a candidate that they want to support. And it is, I mean, we tried here in South Carolina to coalesce, but it is difficult to invested in a candidate 
off their candidate at this point in time. And that was Karen Martin. We appreciate her coming on and letting us know what's going on on the ground in South Carolina this week. And I'll be there later this week. And we've got to uh, go over some of the New Hampshire statistics. I think everybody knows it was no big surprise. Mitt Romney uh, won with uh, about 39% of the vote. And uh, Ron Paul came in in the low 20s. And then John Huntsman came in third. Gingrich fourth. And right behind him by a few votes again, Santorum. If they had both had about 9%. So uh, New Hampshire came out about the way most people thought it would. John Huntsman, that was his, he claimed the flame, uh, came, <laughs> that was his game plan to get to New Hampshire. I said his uh, claim to flame, and that, that may be a, a misspoken word, but a lot of truth in his claim to flame because I, I don't see Huntsman going anywhere else. He staked everything on New Hampshire. How's the race shaping up? Well, we, we're talking about it even now in South Carolina. So as you're listening to this, uh, this week uh, on Saturday, the 21st, there'll be uh, a big election in South Carolina. It can determine the course of this nomination, the course of our country, because whoever gets the Republican nomination very likely we'll get in the White House. We want them to. We want to work hard to make sure the Republican nominee gets into the White House. But right now, I'm telling all Tea Party activists, if you want somebody that's more conservative than Mitt Romney, now's the time to step up to the plate. It is rough out there. It is rough in politics, and you may not get what you want. You remember a few months ago we played that whole Rolling Stones song, you may not always get what you want, but if you try sometime, you just might find you get what you need. America needs a strong Reagan conservative. And I'm telling you right now on Doc Holliday's Tea Party, I don't see anyone else that can have the potential to take out Mitt Romney without getting pulled down by all kind of baggage uh, than Rick Santorum. Am I wrong? I may be wrong, but I'm telling you this. The song we're singing, I, I don't want to be singing uh, Billy Joe McAllister jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge with Ed Holliday with him <laughs> and, and all the Tea Party leaders across the nation. We've come too far to all of a sudden get disorganized, disillusioned. And if I am spot wrong, you can call me on it. But I'm telling you, we don't have time to fool around. If we don't want Mitt Romney to be the nominee, I see no other course than to get behind Rick Santorum. I'm sticking my neck out, but it's, it's going to be Mitt Romney or uh, uh, Rick Santorum. Gingrich, he's had his chance up there on the top. And he got shot down by a few ads by Romney. And yeah, they were tough ads. But what do you think Obama's going to do? You think he's going to play tiddlywinks with Newt Gingrich's record? And, uh, and we saw the same thing with Rick Perry. Can he get back up on that horse? I'm telling you, <laughs> I like Rick Perry. And I really thought he was going to be able to come in like many of you did and just take this thing over with uh, money and power politics. And you know what? <laughs> he fell off the horse. As soon as he opened his mouth, he fell off the horse. He couldn't ride the horse and talk at the same time. 
and he's not going to get back on a horse. And you heard what uh, Karen said on the ground there in South Carolina. As hard as Rick Perry's working, he's just helping out Mitt Romney, it looks like. So a lot of things to talk about. And this week, we are right in the middle of the hustle and bustle. And, and uh, Tea Party folks, I love every one of you. And if you want to make history, if the Tea Party is going to have a candidate that we can work with in the White House, we're down to Rick Santorum. I believe he is the last stand for the Tea Party trying to get a, get a presidential candidate into the White House that is more aligned to the Tea Party values. Now, Mitt Romney, if we have to, I'm going to get behind him. I'm not going to say I'll get disillusioned because I know from the bottom of my heart that if a Obama is the president of the United States for four more years, the potential that we can do to turn around this country will not be met. You remember in my book, Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Some of you don't have it yet. <laughs> Go to my website, www.teaparty.ms, and order the book. Or if you got a gift card from Amazon for Christmas, Go to Amazon.com, look up Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics and order it. Because in the book, it tells you one of the most important things that nobody has said anywhere else, but you hear it here, is the political 70-year itch in American politics. I tell you about it in the book. It's very imperative. George Will is wrong when he says if, we can, if the Republicans can take the Senate, and we'll have the House, and we can keep Obama controlled. That is not the way to get conservative firepower back in this economy. It is not the way to set the president precedent for the next 70 years. That comes about by getting conservatives in the Senate and the House, and especially the White House. So take that to the bank, and that's what Doc Holliday is saying. Now, let's see what happens. And I'll talk to you next week off the ground. Uh, I'll be coming right back and doing the show right after the South Carolina primary. We'll see what happens and what shakes out. Now, I've been waiting. I've turned things around a little bit this week. So we got to get to this week's Tombstone of the Week Award. It goes to the Democratic National uh, chairperson, uh, the head of it is uh, Representative Wasserman Schultz. And last Wednesday, she blamed the Tea Party for all this vile stuff going on in the country. And, and, and talking about the, the, when the Tea Party started, it just, people got all upset and people called people liars. And, and I wanted to say, hey, what did the Occupy Wall Street movement do? What's it doing? You, you tell me that, that uh, the Tea Party is worse than what those people have done? Oh, come on. Wasserman Schultz this, gets this week's Tombstone of the Week Award. That she, Her words should be buried six feet below the ground beneath the tombstone. And I, we can expect more of the same. Uh, Alan West, Representative Alan West, had some words with her, and, and uh, I think everybody should. 
If she's the future of the Democratic leadership, I think her and Pelosi can just walk off in the sunset together and hope they retire soon. That's the best I can say about those two. Now, uh, we got to get to this week's Rock of Liberty speech. And I got to tell you a story. When, when I was uh, younger, I used to love Twinkies, okay? I know they say it's bad for you because they don't ever expired there's no expiration date because they don't know what's they don't know what's inside those twinkies the filler what's so sad is the company hostess makes the twinkies the ding-dongs and they are going to file for bankruptcy already have filed for bankruptcy do you notice in the paper kodak filed for bankruptcy how many of these big companies are are adding jobs folks you can't add jobs when you're filing for bankruptcy. You're always looking to cut. Government jobs, uh, people being strained on, on state, local levels, jobs are being cut. But it, where's the biggest cut coming? It's coming from the new defense initiative set out by our commander-in-chief. Ever since World War II, the United States military has been formulated to make sure that we could fight two wars, two different theaters of wars at, at, at the same time. Barack Obama said that it's no longer necessary. I guess because he's got the Nobel Peace Prize, that he knows the world is a peaceful place. We don't have to have the ability to fight two wars at the same time. That's our commander-in-chief's protocol now and that's where the whole defense department is going to be gearing up for that you know that's going to mean uh, the ar they estimate the army itself will need 80,000 less uh, enlist enlistments 80,000 less jobs and just the army so let's see how many jobs are being cut by Obama the Obama administration is not creating jobs the economy is slowly trying to come back. The unemployment rate is going down, not because new jobs are just quickly sprouting all over the country. The unemployment rate is going down because they stop counting those workers who have given up. We still got 26 million Americans who want a job, need a job, and can't find work because of this stinking economy. Yes, I said stinking, because it's starting to smell to high heaven. You know what Ben Franklin said about uh, visitors and fish? After three days, they both start to stink. Well, I'm saying after three years of Barack Obama in the White House, this nation's economy is stinking. It's stinking to high heaven, and it's not generating jobs that you can go back to look at Ronald Reagan. He was given higher unemployment. He was given a worse economy. They talk about this being the worst recession since uh, the Great Depression. Well, one reason it's been the Great Recession is what people are calling it is because of the boneheaded government policies like the stimulus package, $800 billion, over a trillion now counting interest, and we have nothing to show for it. Nothing to show for it. And now we're in an election year, and we got the media, the mainstream media, clapping their hands and talking about how great and wonderful this economy is. And the president's great genius has finally brought the Great Recession to an end. 
Oh, the mainstream media. They are going to be harder to beat than Barack Obama. They're already praising the man as a genius. What I'm telling you in this week's Rock of Liberty speech is the economy is sour because of the policies of this Democratic majority that had the House and the Senate. We are the seeds of their uh, what they enacted are growing. The Obamacare, all the all the different stimuluses that they tried and pumped money into, the debt is growing astronomically. You know that. You're Tea Party folks. You understand it. And where are we? What are we doing as the Tea Party? Well, I believe we've got to get behind a Reagan conservative. I've told you, in my opinion, it's Rick Santorum. If you can show me somewhere else that somebody can get some lightning potential to fight Mitt Romney, uh, I'd say go to it. We don't have much time. We're going to have to coalesce behind one candidate. It's got to be soon. And I'll jump from Rick Santorum to anybody else who got momentum that can, sh that can be like a Reagan conservative. Uh, that would be Rick Perry or Newt Gingrich at this point. They'd be the closest ones. I think Rick Santorum is the one that uh, we're going to have to get behind. I'll jump ship if somebody will start getting momentum. But I'm telling you, it's up to you and me. And now we don't have months to think about, not even weeks. We may just have days. So I'll talk to you next week with a live, well, won't be a live report, but I'll be telling you exactly what I saw on the ground in South Carolina. And uh, I want you to know that you're going to get things here on Doc Holliday's Tea Party reported to you. You won't hear anywhere else. I'm proud of the audience. I'm proud of you, the way you're telling your friends and your neighbors about it. You're linking our show and our audience is growing. Thanks to you. Thanks to you. This Tea Party movement is something that's very unique, very special, but it's got to get its act together. It's time to coalesce. It's time to show that we got strength. If the Tea Party cannot get a Reagan conservative into the Republican nomination, it'll be a sign of weakness. It won't mean the Tea Party's going away, but it'll be a sign of weakness. We've got to coalesce. And I'm talking to you and all the Tea Party leaders around the country. The time is now. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.